Untapped Talent on cliffcentral.com. Welcome to Untapped Talent. It's me again, Duncan Mabaso. M A B A S O. I do have a middle name. It's Mbuiselo. So my full names are Duncan Mbuiselo Mabaso. And uh, it's an honor just to be in this position where I can just broadcast to you guys and introduce you to future up and coming talent. That's uh, mainly what the platform is for today. But um, can we just start the show on a somewhat of a somber mood? Uh, actually, I, I didn't even, I wasn't even up to doing the show just now when I learned that uh, a young black achiever has, was killed again in America. And I know this is not the show for that, but uh, I'm a human being. And at the end of the day, it gets to me too. So what we would like to dedicate uh, this week's episode to Philander Castles. Excuse my pronunciation if I did mess it up. But uh, another black man killed by the Wiggers, man. This is what's happening. But this is not the platform for all of that. But I want to send my condolences to everyone just affected by whatever's happening in America with the with the shootings, black people being killed like they're nothing. It is really upsetting. And uh, I hope one day I can have a, a podcast where we just, it's all about black consciousness. And really at the end of the day, we do know that all lives matter, but more, uh, but in America, more especially black lives matter. And it seems like people are just dying like flies, man. And it's just really not nice. But in light of all that, I just thought that we will need something that's just going to pick us up, you know, pick me up. And uh, I thought it would be appropriate if we just got in a, a, a comedian, you know, just to lighten up the mood because of all the terrible things that are really happening that do and are really upsetting. So I, I will be hanging out with um, Trinisha. I will be hanging out with Trinisha Noren. And later on, I'll be hanging out with uh, a boxer. I mean, you need to fight your way out of life. And this boxer, that's what he did. He didn't accept his circumstances. He fought. Literally, he fought. And he's on his way on becoming South Africa's next heavyweight, lightweight champion. We'll find out from him when he comes. I'm looking forward to that. But uh, I want to introduce to you guys a lady that's just done so much in a really short space in time. Her name is Trinisha Naren, up and coming female stand-up comedian. And I just want to congratulate her for just taking the first step because she's here now. You know, that's the first, that's the least she could have done. Try to put herself there onto these platforms where people can just be aware of her and know what she does. She's performed at Maboneng with the likes of, uh, David and Goliath, you know, the Goliath and Goliath brothers who've just recently opened a, a comedy club in Melrose Arc, the first black owned, <laughs> as they like to say. So we'll be getting to know Tr Trinisha Naren as uh, the show continues. She'll tell us a story, how she got into this, uh, how she got into this whole industry and what she's trying to achieve and how many lives she saved or why she's even doing this. But I have to, I just have to ask her, Trinisha Naren, yes, are you related to Ron Jenny Munisami? No. Not at all? No. I wish I was, but unfortunately Oh, so not. you do know Ron Jenny Munisami? Is he a comedian? No, no, no. Ron Jenny is a, is a really an, a, a forthright okay, I'm confused. journalist. No, don't you know, know what I mean? 
Oh gosh, you've confused me. Even you guys, more. you guys have the same here. But welcome here on Tap Talent, where we Thank tap tap you. that talent. Awesome. Like I said in my intro, I just congratulations to you for getting out of your comfort zone. You know, trying to break into the industry. Thank you. Hashtag, I'm trying to break in, and you are here. Mm. Well done. How do you? How did you find out about this platform here at CliffCentral.com and Tap Talent? I am a huge fan of the CliffCentral.com. I listen to Dusty Rich's uh, podcast, Gas Comedy. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm such a big fan, and I got to meet Eric Janssen last week, and I'm like, wow, they're so cool. Comedians have such a good camaraderie amongst them. You know what? I'll try to get you on the show because you know Dusty has left. South yes, Africa is now living in Australia, yeah. telling jokes to us, yeah. telling jokes to kangaroos and chameleons. I don't know. I'm gonna miss that man. Look, Dusty, <laughs> he's dirty, funny man. Oh, I remember man. my first encounter with Dusty was I was watching a Trevor Noah special, and then he was hosting the whole thing. He was yes, the MC. Yes. Uh, he 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 grew on me. He was like an erection. You know, That's an erection true. grows on. <laughs> So with Dusty, you just need to get to know him. But then working with him for the past two and a half months was just amazing. Mm. He's just so funny. He's, he's amazing. And but he used to do the Wednesday show. And Oh, man. That's why I fell in love with the man. Let's not talk about established yes, okay. people. You're the yeah. one that's trying to establish themselves. Yes, but I'm you're saying you're a big fan of cliffcentral.com. I am a huge fan. And, I am uh, a huge fan. So you have listened to previous shows of Untapped Talent? Not particularly, because I only found out about it now, but I'm definitely going to get into it and I'm going to download it. Really? For marketing purposes and research purposes, how did you exactly find out about it? Pashita. She's awesome. Friends with her. She was like, oh. Oh, yeah? So I checked it out and I was like, wow, this place is really cool. It shows a lot of different people, a variety of different things. Absolutely. And then got attracted to the whole Dusty Rich and gas comedy and I was like, oh gosh, okay, that's perfect. I'm going to stick to that for now. And then once I'm done with that, I'm just going to like... But now that I know about untapped uh, talent, I'm definitely going to check it out and see what's what's that. Untapped about. talent, sometimes tapping the talent. That's what we do here on cliffcentral.com. Yes, I love being tapped. Okay. okay. <laughs> well, make sure you tap. You all tapped out by the end of the show. <laughs> okay, no, that's perfect. So you already knew about the platform cliffcentral.com. Yes, no, and you were perfect. so excited that there was a platform for up and coming yes. artists you want to break in. That's perfect. Yeah. I, I can guarantee you that uh, you will have more than 70 people listening to your voice once the show goes out. Oh, you're making me nervous. Or 70 and more because on our last, last episode that we did last week, mm -hmm. The Colored Nation, uh, we had over 70 podcast downloads. Oh, so I want to just take a moment and just thank everyone for investing time and wanting to hear what uh, the future prospects of celebs are. Yeah, no, that's, that's, you guys have created such a wonderful thing. And we, I think we as young up and coming artists, uh, really appreciate that. Like with the boxer that's coming through, I mean, he's going to have a blast doing this. Absolutely. Just to get his name out there. So you've got one foot across the door now. You are here. You yes. are behind the mic. So what are we trying to achieve here? What, what is it that you want the people to know? Where can people follow you if they want to hear more of your work? Is there anything that you'd like to achieve in the next three months that we can maybe help you with? Ooh, I just want to get out there. I really just want to share what I have to say. And that's the thing. My comedy is very unique to me because it shares my own personal story, my own personal thoughts and ideas. And it's, it's a little bit different and it's a little bit risque. But the thing is, I really want people to hear me and what I have to say. It's not for everybody, but my best thing is that it's me. I'm unique in that sense. And I just, I love doing comedy and I appreciate people listening to me. That's what I really love about doing comedy can i just say that uh you're a female mm -hmm. of indian descent yes i am indian uh, 
there isn't much of that in the industry. So naturally, one would think that there's a gap for you just to fill. Exactly. That's the thing. I haven't met any. To be honest with you, I've met very few Indian comedians and I've met no female comedians personally. Mm. Uh, so that that is something that I could fill. There's Absolutely. a niche that is needed, mm. especially somebody who's not going to talk about race all the time. And yeah, yeah, you know, it's a little bit different. It's 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 got a bit of a feminine edge, which I think is perfect for for me because I love speaking about that. Okay, and it's it's an opportunity that I'm going to grasp and I'm going to take advantage of it. So obviously you're here now, but what other things are you trying to do just to put yourself out there and just be on those stages? Because uh, not far from now, a lot of, not just Indian female comedians who are trying to break in, even female comedians of all kinds will be looking up to you and be like, how did she do it? What what, She's doing it. How can I do it? Okay. uh, Well, I do want to be an inspiration, definitely. I do want people to look at me and say, wow, she's amazing. I want to do the same thing. And I just, I'm I'm hoping that I do end up being that way. Mm. No, but, I, 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 I foresee it because there will, they, they, those people will have no one to look for, look up to, but you'll, you'll be the only person there who broke true. into an industry that had exactly. no one alike. Yeah, to just crack that shell and just, <clears throat> excuse me, you have to crack that shell and just step out there and, and say what I want to say. And I, I want people to look at me and say, well, I want to be like her someday. Just like I have many other female comedians that I like to look up to, but there's no South African comedians that, I can say the same because there's nobody like that doing the same. You know, stuff I can't wait till till I hear your stuff. We will be playing some of your clips a bit later on. Yeah, sure, absolutely. I would really like to do that. Cool. I'm a bit confused though. You have an accent. Oh God. Oh, is it just my headphones or is it my ears? You sound like okay. Well, I'm not an from... American that would not kill a black person. Oh, it's not staged. I can guarantee that. No. <laughs> so you are completely one hundred and two percent South African. South proudly. African. Yes, I think I just watch a lot of TV, so somehow got stuck in my head absolutely <laughs> on tv what did you watch i'm sure you must have obviously i don't think anyone is born a comedian no. it must have started somewhere when it did you starts. crack your first joke when did you realize that you're funny the thing is i never realized i was funny mm. that's the thing i just i have such just a... hold on let's take a moment okay the thing about it uh, up and coming talent is that you should never realize that you are funny you should be told you shouldn't be told that you're a good singer. Mm. It's something that you should be hearing. Exactly. So people should be speaking into your life. That's true. Carry that on. is very true. And the thing is, with me, I just appreciated comedy from day one. Times when I'm down and when I'm not feeling like myself, the only thing I can do is put on a stand-up comedy DVD, watch some sitcoms, sit back, relax, get a laugh out of the situation. And I ended up having such a, a respect for comedy from just the core that I wanted to be a part of it. Mm. Even if I wasn't funny or if I... If I didn't have the right kind of humor for that, I wanted to create that, learn it, just make myself be the funny person in the situation. So if I do have talent, that is God-given. Mm. But Talent is not of, enough sometimes. That's true. You have yeah. to learn it as well. Absolutely. So I think I would say about 75% of my talent is learned. So uh, I, just the respect. It comes from the respect for comedy. Just straight out respect. Yeah. <sighs> You know, I couldn't have said it better myself. You know, it, you, you make such a, a great point. I, I will confess, for the past 10 years of my life, well, for as long as I can remember, I've always just been, not that I'm giving myself credit, but I was always maybe the class clown or the guy who would say 
the really funny shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then uh, people would say, dude, ah, you should be a comedian, blah, 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 blah. But I think I've always considered myself as uh, conversation funny as opposed to stand-up ah. comedy funny, you know? But then it's something, I, I saw people like Eric Janssen try to get into it. So a lot of people mm. are trying to get into this comedy thing. And then I was like, you know what, maybe, maybe I could do it too, you know? So sometimes when I'm in the shower, I just think of some crazy stuff and I just, that's brilliant. I jot it down sometimes, but then I lose the piece of paper. Oh gosh, that is, that's not helpful. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't think I've got the necessary discipline just to do the comedy. It's a really fun experience though. I think even for somebody who, who doesn't necessarily want to do stand up for a uh, career wise, it's, it's such a fun opportunity to just step on stage and say what you want. Think of stage as like a blank canvas. You go out there, you say what you want to say. You be the person you want to be. It's 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 a fun experience. In fact, that's look. Sorry, let me stop you. Even though if people don't laugh, but the fact that you even got onto that stage true. and said stuff, you'll actually feel good yourself. It's yeah, it's a personal confidence booster. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Regardless of whether people laughed or not, everybody's gonna bomb on stage at some point. You're gonna die. It's not. It's it's natural. It's gonna happen. So then there was a moment where I got a chance to uh, do a bit of MCing at a gig at the Maslow. It was uh, some event, so I got the chance to have a mic in my hand and just in a, in front of a crowd. That was my first experience, right. and I was just going on, Cuck. you know, just <laughs> telling, just saying a whole lot of stuff. And uh, the fact that I had some people laughing—it was a moment for me. I was just so proud of myself. That's awesome. Have you performed on any major stages or? I've been at Parkers. I got the, the one in uh, Monte in Casino. Monte Casino. Oh, yeah? that was an interesting. I got to perform. With that was your first time. That was my first time, and it was amazing. I can't even describe how. Describe amazing in your uh, is amazing. Three people in the front row laughing, or is amazing a standing ovation? What's what's your amazing? What's amazing to you? I'm gonna get back to the whole point of uh, it's not about uh, the other people; it's about your own personal. No, no, but you can't say that because the people are coming. They they pay to be there. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? No, that's true. I didn't get a standing ovation. I can say that much. But people did laugh, and I appreciated everybody's laugh. From that night, I, it rings in my head sometimes. I'm sleeping. Dude, how does that. it feel just to be in front of a stage and just keep saying stuff? Then people just to get a, a, a minute and a, is, a is, laugh a minute. I think it's called something like that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's the uh, oh gosh, it's like a high. I can't describe it. It's like having a drug mm. that you can't get anywhere else. You can't even sniff it. Exactly, mm. <laughs> you can't purchase it. So that that high. Is what drives me. It's that as long as you get a laugh, that yeah. laugh just pushes you. You know, people you people who get addicted to heroin is because that first rush they get mm. is like something. It's like no other thing on earth. Then they want to go get more heroin, but they'll never yes. get that first high. That's it's called chasing okay. the dragon. But with laughter, if you are prepared, you're always mm. guaranteed to get the dragon. That's true. Absolutely. It's such an amazing experience. I think everybody should do stand up at least once. Look, I, I believe that we're all funny in our own unique way. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> I think this is a long-term dream of mine. Maybe I'll get on the stage when I'm 35. Do it, do but it. But what I'm doing now is just I'm collecting all my material, I'm collecting all my jokes. Yeah, I've even that. offered people just to do their ghost writing, just write jokes for stand up comedians. Mm. Would you allow me to write shit for you? Yes, absolutely. I wouldn't uh, have a problem with that. Plus, your your range oh, yeah. in comedy is you, you you tell all the dirty jokes. Yes, I am into dirty jokes. How old you, I almost asked you how old you are. But oh, uh, sometimes <laughs> you find that people that are trying to break into this uh, entertainment industry, the content that they're making or producing is something that wouldn't sit well with their parents. I mean, t- yes. imagine telling your mom blowjob jokes. 
Would she? Well, they have to live with it. I can't. I don't know. <laughs> the thing is, no. My parents understand. They know that I, I, I am a little bit uh... perverted. No, that's not the. Word. Yes, no. You could say that. Uh, I would say that. <laughs> I was trying to avoid that. Um, but yeah, no. I am definitely on that side of things, and my parents know that. They understand that. They, they're open-minded. Of course, they wanted to me for me to be a doctor or something like that. But it's Typ- stereotypical. Exactly. Not all Indians will be doctors. <laughs> oh man, I can't. I'm not smart enough for that. But uh, yeah, and they they're cool. They're, my mom's cool. Do you tell me about you in high school? Did you go to high school around Joburg? What's your deal? Uh, yes, I went to the Hill High School in Joburg. So multiracial friends. Yes, multiracial. Yeah, yeah. So that was cool. That that's awesome. It's always so fun to have. That's probably explains my accent as well. Mm. It's not from Durban. It's a bit. confused accent. It's a confused accent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's a perfect way to describe it. Yeah, no, it's school was awesome, and I think uh, that also. Uh, seeded in me how to become a better comedian. In fact, for my drama final, I did stand comedy. I ended up getting a distinction. Really? That. Yes. That is fascinating. I, I think, think you were born the, a female comedian. Yes. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, that was the. That's where the seed was planted, and that's where everything kind of stemmed. I will admit and confess so throughout my life, probably the last ten years, while I st- since I started interacting with the opposite race, well, not the opposite race, the opposite <laughs> sex. I, I just I just came to the conclusion that I've just never come across a funny girl. I just never thought girls are funny. You know oh, what I mean? That is a terrible stereotype. But then obviously but just growing up and just spending time and getting to know other girls, I just mm. found some girls to be like really, really mm. hilarious. No, there's some brilliant women out there. Nina Hastie's amazing comedian. Oh, I almost told you about my first encounter with Nina Hastie because she also had a podcast here on Cliff Central with Trevor Goomby Ooh. and I used to produce for them and... F- for a whole month, I just thought she was the funniest thing ever. But she still is. She's amazing. She's really amazing. She's got she. She just found her niche, and she's just taking advantage and she's of it. Taking advantage of it. Absolutely. That's, that's what you have to do, especially if you're a female. I'm not like trying to be sexist or anything, but it is. It is more difficult for us. You know mm. what I mean? Naturally, I will admit. Yes, I think a lot of women not as funny as men. Either that, or there's something kind of preventing us from being that. You know, letting go and just yeah. breaking through that shell. And I think that's one of the issues. But also, it is much more difficult for us to get into the industry. Absolutely. And you know what? Uh, we'll do everything in our power just to help you. So before I sell you dreams, because I, I, I almost said I'm so close to the people in the industry, but I'm not. But I do know a few of them. And I, I will, uh, it would bring me no more joy than pleasure for me just to introduce you to Nina Hasty. Maybe you can shadow her. Maybe she could be your mentor. What that are your thoughts on that? Amazing. Would you appreciate that? Yes, absolutely. Oh my word. I'll even try to get you on the gas comedy show with the Dave Levison yes, and Dave's Eric. Hilarious. So we can just all chill together and yeah, just crack that jokes. Be, that would be, oh my word. You're making my dreams come true right now. That's what we making do on tapping. That's what we do on <laughs> tapping the talent. We make dreams come true. Oh, okay. That, that's what we you. tapping the talent. So, but uh, obviously, you know, <laughs> the worst thing ever is if I were just to move you into the direction of Nina Hasty or, or Dave to the, to the point where they won't even find you funny at all. It's going to look bad on me. They're like, Duncan, why are you bringing us this That's person true. here? Oh, do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So what we will do is that uh, we'll give you an opportunity to shine. Hashtag no pressure. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You ready here? Tap yourself on the back for just being here. Okay. You know, getting out of your comfort zone. So now let's just take a listen to some of your work and maybe, just maybe, I'll give you Nina Hasty's email address. Oh, and just maybe I'll get you and Dave. So much stress. Yo, you just want to give uh, the, 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 
you just want to give uh, the listeners some some context on your style of comedy just so that they're not thrown back okay yes you would need to be prepared i am not your usual stand-up comedian i actually do do things very risque and quite blue as well so yeah if your grandmother's in the room i suggest you send her out of there okay I do hate my name. I was born a miracle because it's a miracle that my parents with the name Rajesh Kumar and Michael, <laughs> they actually had sex. <laughs> yeah, so their parents never had to give them the whole you have to use condom speech because their names were contraceptive enough. <laughs> okay. I'm a girl. Obviously, I, I don't know if that's obvious or not these days. Um, but I was born a girl, and I'm at that age where everybody keeps shoving feminism down my throat. Thank you. I don't want to be deep throated by feminism. Okay. So, like, feminists are cool and everything, but one thing I don't like is that they make every man sound like a freaking rapist. Okay, they hate you because you put it that way. And I've spent time with guys, and I know that not all men are rapists. I'm going to get the same way. Some of them are just assholes. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I like the D. I'm a fan of the D. Put it that way. Okay. Yeah, okay. That's, um, that's too much. My parents are in the audience. look that feminists give you when you tell them that your lifelong goal is to become a housewife. You know, because I think, I think it's right. My husband deserves a wife who's going to cook and clean and do all of that housewifey bullshit. And I'm willing to do that. And I'm too damn lazy to want to get a job in my future. So, <laughs> so if there are any guys in the audience, my number is 0844586669. Thank you. Thank you. I do actually have a job. But my previous job, I worked at a gynecologist office. That was, um, it was interesting, you know. I mean, just knowing that there's like a bare vagina in the next room was an interesting idea. Until suddenly, wind comes in and then you can smell it. That's not fun. <laughs> so, <laughs> Okay. And um, because if I want to smell fish every day, I would feel like fish. Okay, that was me, not me. Okay. I don't actually hate women. I really don't. I, I had a girlfriend once. Um, she was kidnapped by a gigantic monkey, and I was too afraid to rescue her. So I said, "Screw you, Donkey Kong. I'm going to sleep." <laughs> But my current job now is interesting. I work with five guys, and I only got chosen for that job because I'm a girl. And it's really fun, you know? They're very nice guys, very sweet, and my hands are always full of various jobs. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't get that joke from 
<laughs> now that is some classic stuff, man. You know, Trinisha, you are a legend. You know, just the whole confidence you have on the stage. You've got this kind of sexy aura going on with you. And I just like your style. You know what? I think I'm sold. I'm a fan. If I know that you're performing some out, I will, I will definitely be there and just support you because this is the kind of shit I like. You know, I love my raw stuff. Oh man, I'm going to love you for being a fan. Absolutely. Great stuff, man. You know, with no doubt, I will introduce you to Nina Hasty. I will get you, try and get you on the gas comedy. You need to be be there, man. Because I think it will be so easy for you because you don't get a lot of women who are talking about this kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Unless if they're older. That is true. Good news. (laughs) The people in the clip were laughing. Mm -hmm. People, constant laughs. But uh, one thing that I've heard is that if you can't make them laugh, you better shock them. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I find with the uh, South African audience sometimes, it's just that they, they're so surprised that this is coming from you. So <laughs> there's more shock than, than laughter sometimes. I look like I'm 12 and I'm talking about vaginas. It's yeah, weird. yeah. But I, I, I do see in the clip that you, you're you not dressed, I almost said you're not dressed like female, but you're not dressed in an, in an I don't want to say in an inviting way. Mm-hmm. You've got some kind of a boyish look going. Is that oh, is that definitely a tomboy? Yeah. No, sneakers and jeans is my thing. I, I think that's better. I don't want to go there with heels and strap my stuff. I'm not that type of person. Yeah, I heard once uh, one female comedian say that if you go on the stage with like cleavage out, high heel stilettos. The girls won't even laugh because they're like, "Oh, look at this exactly. this girl trying it's to act hard and funny." Yeah. And then the the guys you're gonna you're not gonna believe the laughs from the guys because you're just thinking they're laughing because they want to exactly. give me so you don't know. I Look, want them to pay attention to me for what I'm saying, not what I'm wearing. Absolutely. Let's just apologize for the quality of audio because let's just. Uh, you are trying to break in, mm-hmm. but if you're looking to do more professional stuff, uh, you're more than welcome just to set an appointment. We can just get you in here oh, okay. and just record you. We are here for you. And Tap Talent is here for the youth. That's amazing. You guys are fantastic for doing this. Seriously, Absolutely. That is such a great opportunity. Look, I'm looking forward to hearing more of your stuff. And I can finally say, and this is not racist, Indian comedy is hot. Awesome. <laughs> Look, we're about to wrap up this whole conversation, Sweet. but is there anything in particular that you just want to put out there? Twitter handles, next performance, you know, just sell yourself. Okay. Well, I should be doing the box soon as well. And then poppies. Um, you can invite me on Facebook, on my Facebook, uh, Tranisha Narayan. That's N-A-R-A-I-N, Tranisha Narayan. And you can follow me on Twitter at Tranisha Narayan. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Is that it? I'm going to get more. Okay, cool. <sighs> Let's just end off with the last, last question. People come up to you. Tunisia, please tell me a joke. Do you have like a joke on standby that you can just put on every time? Or <laughs> To be honest, I don't think comedians actually like that question very much. I don't, it's like you, people don't go to, go to prostitutes and be like, hey, give me some for free. You know what I'm saying? You need exactly. to pay. <laughs> Please pay me, yes, and I'll tell you a joke. <laughs> so you're waiting for your first pay, pay, pay gig. Pay I'm gig. still open mic, which is still cool. I'm still having a lot of fun doing that, so that's perfect. Dude, you know what? I'm so happy for you. Just go out there and make them fucking laugh, man. Yeah, exactly. There's just so much bad shit happening. Just go out there. Just that's true. People will always pay. That's the thing. Hey, wait, wait. Before you leave, I've just been thinking about this thing. You know how people uh, go to a comedy club to... To, to, to laugh, feel better. Mm-hmm. What if some people just need, to, just want to feel shocked? So they just go to a place 
and they can just get shocked and just they get told funny facts. That would be. And if people wanna, if you know these people that are always happy, yeah. we can just take them to a place where they can be depressed. We just show them all the depressing things, all the horrible oh, no. things. So oh, for all those feelings mean? in life, there should be uh, industries yes, where people just go get a depressing uh, person. Too. You know, I, I just get there and I just tell you how shitty my life is, and you just leave there feeling so depressed. The, I think that's called the vagina monologue. If I'm not mistaken. <laughs> Absolutely. Look, if you're looking for material, man. Don't be afraid to holler at your boy. I could be a ghostwriter. Yeah, totally. Okay. If you can speak about vaginas and stuff, that'll be cool. Well, I've got this joke about putting hamsters in a microwave and turning the microwave on. And... Oh, no. Sounds delicious. <laughs> there we go. Trinisha. Trinisha Narayan. Trinisha Narayan. Catch her on Twitter. Her handle is? Trinisha Narayan. Luckily enough, I managed to get that. <laughs> Keep it Trinisha Narayan across all platforms. Yeah. It, it will be easy for you. It again. would be easier, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what, man? High five for you. Congratulations. Thank Thanks you. for making it this far. Thank you very much, Jay, for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. It was awesome. This is CliffCentral.com. Untapped talent on CliffCentral.com. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing Paul Kamwena Kamanga. Born September the 9th, 1993, in Congo, moved to South Africa in 2003, started boxing in 2008, 26 amateur fights, 4 losses and 22 wins, turned pro in 2012, ever since that, 19 wins, no losses, your WBA super lightweight Pan-African champion, current WBA welterweight Pan-African champion, rated number 12 in the world, Paul Kamwena, King Kunta Kamanga. The champ is here! 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 The champ is really here. You've achieved so much in such a short space. And you've got a presence that's just calming. You know, I just feel protected when I'm with you, man. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. bo- but bo- sorry, your glasses are a bit skew. And I know people may have been afraid to tell you that because they thought you'd box them. There we go. You look much better. I do. <laughs> there we you. go, man. See, that's what, I, that's what we do. Yeah. We look out for each other. Exactly. And I'm looking out for you. I'm bringing you here to Cliff Central. Just so that you can, uh, why are you here? What's a boxer? Shouldn't you be there in the ring trying to fight your way out? No, I, mean, I didn't know that boxers do interviews. No, I mean, uh, boxing, the fight itself is only part of the job. You know, you gotta get out there, advertise yourself, promote yourself, Absolutely. try to get your name out there. And, uh, you know, sell as many tables as you can, sell tickets, you know, but that's what promoters are looking for. And that's what you as a fight is your responsibility to do. Get pro- do you have promoters at the moment? 
Well, I'll, uh, sorry, what a stupid question. You've got so many wins, no lo- uh, few losses. Um, you, you must have sponsors just coming and throwing money at you, correct? Well, I've got a few sponsors in the past, but I'm uh, currently sponsored by uh, Studio the Eight and uh, Adidas South Africa, and then I've been good sponsors. You know, and I get minor sponsors here and then, you know, people that just help me out with whatever I need. And so I'm very blessed in terms of uh, sponsors. Probably for the last six years of my life, I've always thought that Duncan, why didn't you just take up boxing? But, but I just later on realized that I, d- I just don't have the necessary discipline as an individual to wake up and do. Just tell me, what's the daily routine of a boxer? What do you do the first thing you do when you when you wake up in the morning? Well, obviously at the level I'm at, you know, you need to do a bit extra training more than everyone else. And so I wake up at about five o'clock, go for a run, whatever. I've actually joined the running club. Oh yeah, and I run with them. Well, I haven't ran them Dude, for a while. I'm but, just uh, so jealous. You know, you're so yeah. in shape, disciplined. I'm like the complete opposite of you, man. I'm so fat. I'm so shameful. Oh, but even like you nothing. come here and you do your work, you know, that's my work. So I've got to wake up and do my work. That's what my work entails is training and keeping fit and keeping in shape. Dude, my, at this point in time, my work, my job is just eating and shitting. <laughs> <laughs> that's all. <Yeah. laughs> Did you know, ever since in my life, I've never owned a six pack. I don't ever remember looking down to my tummy and seeing like some muscles or six packs. And you know what? I won't die until I have a six pack. That's Maybe just gonna, can. that's just gonna be my dream. I think now would be a good time to start. I mean, you look very young. I'm sure. Now or never. Yeah. Exactly. No. Why not now? Dude, how's, how's the sex? Cause I know you like this athlete, you're very tough. Your girlfriend must really enjoy the sex. I don't have a girlfriend. Really? Yeah. Boyfriend? <laughs> Definitely not. So are you homophobic? Not at all. Why aren't there enough boxes coming out in the community saying that? <laughs> I don't think, uh, I think you look at boxing and what it entitles. I don't think bisexual will, or will last long in this game. I don't think it, uh. Hey, calling all my homophobic, uh, all my homo boxes. Are you challenging if I can find you a homosexual that knows how to box? Are you willing, are you, is this a challenge? Well, I'm not sure you find many of those, but yeah, why not? I will make it my task to make sure at the end of the month I find a boxer. <laughs> and the fight will be here at cliffcentral.com. Let me make a note of that. So it's going to be Paul versus the gay. That's the one. <laughs> You're going to beat his ass, right? You're not going to beat his ass for being gay, but you're just going to beat him because he's a plain boxer. But you are the current. What's your t- current title at the moment? Uh, WAPN African Tattoo. How did you get there? How many people did you have to smack? Sh- uh well, after a 13 fight, I had that first uh, super lightweight tattoo. Okay. I beat uh, the light put up on my underwear. May his soul rest in peace. You beat him to death? <laughs> no. Nah. Oh, yeah? He got stabbed to death a few months later. I'm sorry. We will touch on that because uh, what I realized is that, well, when I was much younger, I used to lift weights and stuff and just be like kind of buff. But uh, the, it was always said that these buff people are really afraid of a knife. If you just show a buff person a knife, they'll, they're going to shit in their pants. Is that true? I mean, I've been stabbed once or twice before, and uh, it's not a very pleasant feeling. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I don't think muscle stand a chance against the knife. You know, I was, you know, I got stabbed in school. Really? And I was already big in school, and that knife went through me like it was a piece of butter, and, and that scares you. You know, something so small causes so much damage. You know, I was out for about six weeks. Look, and so I think 
I fear knives. I fear guns. I fear knives. No one is born a fighter. Or no one is born a boxer. You know what I'm saying? How did you get into this? Why? I'd rather, you know, I don't know. Who, why? Why boxing? I think, I think, I think I was born a fighter. Not that I was born fighting. But did you, you know, punch the nurse as soon as you came out of your mom's thingy? I think so. I got a picture with her with the blue eyes. I don't know where that came <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I don't know where that came from. But uh, as a kid, you know, I've always been that aggressive aggressive violent and to me i thought that it was normal in uh i used to watch a lot of karate key karate bruce movies lee. bruce lee jackie Aww. chan rambo mm. and so fighting seemed normal to me and only later in like grade three grade four I realized no it's not not every kid likes fighting yeah 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 and that uh actually most kids didn't like fighting Do you come from a fighting family not Did at all. Mom like, and dad play boxing. <laughs> Not at all. Yeah, yeah. I come from a soccer family. My mm. dad plays soccer. My all my brothers play soccer. Okay, so and you come uh, from an athletic family. Yeah, yeah. Fit, I mean, I got good genes. Me and my brother, he's also boxing now. We got very good genes. You know, we we stand out from the rest. If you see our physique without even training, so so somewhere in my family, there's good genes, whatever it may come from. That is r- really remarkable. And then you got into boxing because you were an aggressive kid who just needed some kind of an outlet, you know, just to express your anger. Well, not anger. Just your, you, you had so much pent up energy that you just wanted to box and punch shit. I was quite a trouble kid and I had a lot of uh, fight in school in the street and I was, uh, I was a troublemaker. And I remember the once I was in grade seven, I got jumped. I really? don't know if you know jumped this, but by you know, you five white guys. Not white guys, but about five, no, seven guys. Just say they were but white. Only Just say they were white. <laughs> Just say they were white. Damn fuckers. And then, uh, and then I thought, you know, let me get revenge. Mm. Let me go start boxing, get my revenge back. And at the time, I was playing soccer, like I told you, I'm from a soccer family. And I had an ankle injury. And my one friend said, hey, start boxing, get fit for your heart. It will help you heal your injury. Yeah. And so it just made sense that I start boxing, you know, obviously for revenge and to heal my ankle. And uh, yeah, that's how it started. Did you ever get your revenge? Well, at first, you know, I think when I first worked <laughs> in the gym. No, I don't, I don't think you got your revenge. Probably because when you get to the gym, the coach will teach you discipline and just don't use your strength for unnecessary reasons and all that stuff, right? Yeah, he did. But you know, at first, I thought that buddy just teach me boxing. I said, yeah, 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 I won't fight in the street. But the back of my head is like, buddy, give me three months. Mm. And those kids are all dead. And, uh, so you've got murder cases right now. I might. Uh, hey, dude. <laughs> Look, earlier on this year, or recently, we learned that uh, the great late legend Muhammad Ali passed away. How excitedly, sadly, were you when you learned about his death? Because I would think at first you are saddened. And overcome by this emotion that this legend, my hero, has died. But then, afterwards, after it all sinks in, you should become happy and uh, excited. Now that a legend has died, I've got his shoes to fill now. Because if someone great, this is what I believe. If someone great like like uh, Muhammad Ali passes, dies, there's going to be an opportunity for the young next black Big boxer, you know what I'm saying? Mm. 
So everyone out there, all the promoters, they're looking for the next Muhammad Ali. So his death may have just paved the way for and given opportunity to young and up and coming boxers, correct? Yeah, but no, I don't think they'll ever be another Muhammad Ali. No. He was Dude, the look, greatest. for someone who doesn't understand this whole big fuss with Muhammad Ali, what was so great about him? You know, he was a fighter inside and outside the ring. He he came pretty quick up the rankings as an amateur, winning the Olympic like title. you, like you have, right? Sort of, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he won the Olympic, and then he went on to win the world heavyweight title as a heavyweight. And he wasn't quite a big guy, and obviously his war. On religion and the whole slavery, going to war, yeah, black consciousness, the stand and for fighting for black men, and so he done a lot of things outside of boxing, boxing itself, and that's what makes him so iconic. But I mean, you look at Muhammad Ali, and I always say that I never got to meet the man, and I would have been unfortunately, unfortunately. But I mean, you look at the last few years, you know, he never lived the life a legend should, obviously from Pakistan disease and how he was suffering. And so it was a good thing that his suffering took his God took his suffering away and took him home. Mm. But you know, I was also just sad that I never got to meet the greatest of all time. You'll meet him one day, and I'm pretty sure that he's looking down onto heaven and giving you all his strength and wisdom. Yeah, definitely. Look, there's this loudmouth guy. He just needs to be beaten up. But he's re- recently retired. But you seem to have the same body structure as him. What would it take for you just to get in the ring with Floyd Mayweather? I think, as a, I think most people that are not in boxing don't understand the reason why Floyd does what he does. But like at the beginning of the show, I told you promoters love people that can sit, sell seats. You know, people that have a big following, and uh, you got to promote yourself, and you got to either be the good guy or the bad guy. Yeah, there's yeah, too yeah. many good guys in boxing. Are you so the bad guy? Well, I'd love to, but I'm not. I'll, I'm the good guy. You, know, you go around and just punch hamsters, man. Punch them, man. <laughs> just so that people can see you've got an evil heart, man. <laughs> nah. But you come across as a sweet, humble guy, you know. But like you just said, promoters want the guy who's got the big mouth, who's just going to sell himself. Yeah, Yo, what you going to do, man? And punch your ass. That Yo. kind of but you're not, you're not like that. No, not at all. You know, I think, I think, like you said, were you born a fighter? I think he was born into into that you know that's mm-hmm. what he is and he can easily go around talking like that i can't talk that fast i can't talk so much crap and i'd feel bad if i saw as much as he did i probably wouldn't sleep for a few days <laughs> and so i gotta stick to me you know be me the gentle giant <laughs> can i start calling you the gentle giant that works perfect buddy. absolutely so one-on-one you and Floyd mayweather, mayweather who would you kick his ass well no, are, you, are you guys in the same division? We're actually Look, in the same division. Let's just chat about this quickly. There's so many divisions. There's Just go help me through it. There's the featherweight. There's the lightweight. Then there's the medium weight. Yeah. So I think in the old days, there was quite a few categories, which would be flyweight, featherweight, lightweight, welterweight, middleweight, and heavyweight. And But now, because there were so many boxers, they've actually added one or two other divisions Extras, in each category. Yeah. So you get like a featherweight. There will be a junior featherweight and a super featherweight. Oh, I see. So now there will be junior featherweight, featherweight, and super featherweight. So instead of one division, there's three divisions. Within a division. Within a division. Yeah. And so that just makes things better. And uh, I was currently, a, I was super lightweight champion. Yeah, yeah. And I've moved up a division to welterweight champion where I won the other title. Whoa. And then there's also super welterweight division, which is above me. 
And so things gone. Um, super lightweight is also called junior welterweight, which is obviously the division within the division. So whichever division you're in, you want to be the champion. Yeah, and that's what you do. You know, you look at guys like Manny Pacman, even Floyd Mayweather. They became all champions at every division they were in, and that was that's what that's the goal. You know, to be a champion at every division you find yourself in. So the current division you're in right now, you the champion. I'm the WBA Pan African champion. But now, obviously, that means you can of, kick everyone's ass who's in your division in in, in Africa. On paper, yeah, you know, <laughs> but you know, no fights won on paper. But on paper, yeah, that's 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 basically what it means. So, whenever a boxer says, "I'm champion of the world, champion of the world," that doesn't necessarily mean they are champion of the world. They just champion of their division. In the world, or whoever should we say whoever's going to be heavyweight champion is the champion of the world. Now, Putana, that's called heavyweight champion of the world. Now, if my division to be welterweight champion of the world, so that means in your division you're the best in the world, and uh, and so in every category in you gotta just speci- specify which category you are champ world of champion in. Yeah, and that how it works. Look, uh, you're not probably not the only kid who had like this fighting spirit within them. Uh, a lot of kids are growing up like that, and they yeah. just don't have an outlet. They wouldn't know what to do. They just don't know what to do. So, what I'm trying to get at is: is there anything that you're doing for the young guys out there? Do you have like your own boxing school? What's 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 the dream for you? What's the dream in giving back? Uh I do quite a bit of charities, but the one I do constantly. Consistently is uh, one called a fight to the inside, mm. which is one we have Urania and Hebra. And what we basically Urania and Hillbro, <laughs> we run it in Hillbro. Oh, you run it in Hillbro, yeah. okay. And uh, what it basically is, you know, we get the kids off the street and uh, we get to the street, we teach them a bit of boxing, there's life lessons there, we give them food. And so, you know, we're just trying to be good examples for the kids, you know, just trying to get them away from. Bad influence. I think I think I know the club that you're talking about. Is it just on the corner in town? Uh, right next to the police station. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Oh, okay. The old uh, to the old hospital. That's good. You know, you, you came from, you came from the Congo, not the jungles of Congo though. But you came from the Congo. You conquered everything. Came here to South Africa and doing great things and also giving back. Yeah. That is really some remarkable stuff. Thanks, thank you. Uh, what do you think? How do you think a boxer should carry themselves? If you're out in a club and you know you're a boxer, but you see an asshole trying to pick a fight with you, do you just jump into the fight, or do you know yourself that you are going to hurt this person really bad? Do you just try to calm them down? Are you able to walk away from a fight as a boxer? I think I think every man should be able to walk away from a fight as a man. But you know, sometimes you, you just, just can't help it. You just can't help it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I mean if you're in a club and I know I've been in many street fights before, street fights in the club, you can't see when trouble is about to start. And avoid. And avoid it. And so if you stay long enough for the fight for the what for that rock to carry on, you know, and I think you're looking for something, you may be looking to retaliate. And I think, you know, the first sign that there's a bit of trouble, just walk away, you know, go to the next club, go to the Absolutely, next club. Absolutely, because this is your career. And if yeah. you get into like a stupid street fight in a club and just now you get stabbed and you get an injury, there goes your whole career. Career. Where there go the, the promoters, the sponsors. Yeah. So you just need to be able to walk away. Yeah. That's true. But I will confess, there are a few assholes that I want to kick their ass. So <laughs> you want to just show me a quick boxing move? Say now someone just walks up to me. 
how do I should I position myself and position my arms? Just I just want to give them one punch knockout on the floor. But that's not boxing. That uh, that's just trying to hit people in the street. What's define boxing then? I just thought you guys just get in the ring and just throw punches. No, boxing is rhythm to it. You know, boxing is an art, and that's why we train so hard. You know, you gotta get in the rhythm. Yeah, we can. You know, yeah, head yeah. movement, your legs, your legs, your arms, and your legs gotta work together. Hey, your head yeah. movement. You know, mm-hmm. you gotta think a lot. Hey. And uh, although we get our brains punched out, but when it comes to boxing, we're very, very smart, if I can say. Absolutely. In terms of, uh, dude, just help me out here quickly. I've seen uh, some. I've seen a lot of guys in the boxing ring, one punch, and they're on the floor. Would you say does that does that really happen, or is that their way of just saying I give up? This guy has gone kick my ass. Does is it possible for someone just to give you one strong punch on your head, and you just <laughs> get knocked out? Is it a thing? Yeah, you know, in boxing, there are very hard punches. Like, you know. No, no. Oh, guys, I mean, you look at the guy like uh, Golovkin, you know, that dog hits very hard. Is he Russian? No, he's uh, Kazakhstan. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. he's basically Russian, Kazakhstan and Russia. And yeah, yeah. Different. And it, sometimes it just lands in the right place. You well, know? Where's the right place to, to place a punch? Well, you know, I would like to hit the chin. I think it's the weakest spot on your face. So, over you know, here, just, just under my chin. Just and on the side of your chin, the so s- I can break it, you know. And, uh, Dude, so are you saying when you're in a ring with someone, you're trying to break their face? But yeah, I want to break everything on their body. I'm not just the face. I want to break their ribs. I want to break their head. I want to break their nose. I want to break everything again. Shit. I just wonder if boxing is going to evolve into something more peaceful. Because <laughs> this all just sounds rough. But you guys do it because you love it. But are there any long-term injuries that you should be worried about? I think the worst long injury, you look at guy like Muhammad Ali, like we spoke about. You yeah, know, Parkinson's. Parkinson's yeah, yeah. You know, so I mean, you look at, look at ex-boxers, you know, mm. they get the, not mental diseases, but you know, they the just, long term yeah, sort of, not too slow, but you know, gradually. The, yeah, gradually, and, uh, and I think that someone, when you lose so many, so many brain cells from getting hit, Absolutely. Did you watch the movie with Will Smith called Concussion? I heard about it actually. It's on my uh, box office. Do you check it out? It's about the the football, American football. And these people get like head hits and stuff. So in the long run, run, run. run, it does kind of. But uh, there's also advancements in technology where you get to to wear headgear so you can alleviate that kind of pain from a punch or a hit. Have you ever been knocked out? Not in boxing. I've been knocked out in rugby and I had a concussion. So now it feels like to be knocked out, but I haven't been knocked out in boxing. But I guess when you get into the ring, the point is not to get hit. You know what I mean? So you want to place as many punches as you can, but not get hit. Yeah. And that's what boxing is. Hit and not get hit. Uh, Oh, the Floyd Mayweather does it well. And uh, he says the point of boxing is to hit and not get hit. And you watch him box, you know, he tries his best to avoid getting hit. Many people would think that's boring, but that's boxing, you know. And that's why he's almost 40 and uh, still looks good. And uh, he hasn't lost too many brain cells. I, I need to ask you this. D- did your trainer encourage you not to get a girlfriend? Uh, no, that's just... Uh, so you ju- girlfriends are a distraction. You just want to be focused in your career. No, it's not like that. You know, it's still from I'm young. And, you know, I don't know where my career is going to take me. And I don't want to take someone in a relationship and then... Look, the you may not know you may not know where your career is going to take you, but you do know where you want to head with your career. Yeah. Absolutely. And you know you want to be there, the main stage. What's it called? The main event. Main event. Uh, 
limelight. The limelight. Madison Square Garden. MGM Grand. MG, yeah, yeah. That's that's the dream, son. Yeah. And, but I'll, I'm just trying to think, yeah, if maybe... <laughs> I almost said it. I'm trying to think if I was your lover and you were fighting and I was at your corner, how would I feel just seeing my partner getting beaten and stuff? But I'll just take it from the perspective of a girl. If your girlfriend was in the, 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 in the, in the crowd watching you taking punches and giving punches, how would, would just feel for them? You're probably going to have to give her some psychological training and saying, bae, it's just my job. It's just a sport. You know what I mean? Yeah. I will not die and I will fight. Yeah. Yeah. Just tell her, you know, this will, uh, Get money to buy a nice gift. So if I don't do this, I cannot buy a good gift. Absolutely. That always gets a go going. Have you watched all of the Rocky series movies? Yeah, I've seen every Rocky. <laughs> you one to seven. Dude, oh, but there's... Oh, yeah, there's a new boxing movie. Well, it's not new anymore. It's quite old. It's called Creed. Did you watch Creed? Creed? Yeah, which is the other part of uh, Rocky. Yeah, yeah, so, so, dude, but now there's another one I saw. This beautiful boxing movie. It's called Back in the Day. No, I yeah, I wish I could give you more detail on that movie, but just have a look out for it. Did you love it? Is it out yet? It's out. Well, I got it illegally. <laughs> no, no, I, didn't, I, I got the movie. I watched it. I <laughs> love the movie. It's a great movie. I think you'll appreciate it. It's about some guy who just had bad friends, but he also just fought his way out of life. You know what okay. I mean? So what's, what do you think is a great lesson that we can all take, even if you do ballet or anything? What's a lesson that we can learn from boxing and incorporate in our everyday lives? I think from, you know, obviously I will speak from my experience in boxing and everything. I think hard work, you know, I'm a Christian and I'm a man, I'm a believer and I believe in God. Hallelujah. So I believe faith, hard work, and also a good attitude, you know. I've had so many sponsors come to me, not because of my boxing skills, but because of my attitude. The way you, you carry know, yourself. The way you carry yourself. And I, they're like my, uh, my clinical manager, and that's what they say. And they say you're a good kid, and you know, and when you have good, good, <laughs> when you well behave towards guys, that that forces them, not forces them, but that enforces them to try and help you out. Absolutely, and that's how you get your sponsors. So I'd say faith, hard work, and a good attitude. Yeah, look, from uh, having this moment with you, you come across as very humble, like a gentle giant, yeah. as I described earlier. I, I wish nothing but the best for you. Thanks, buddy. Go out there and kick some ass. That's Just do the right thing and give back to the communities, the young kids. Give them some sense of direction. Yeah. And I'm currently actually collecting blankets, you know. Something I didn't mention is that I was sort of homeless, you know. I stayed in the garage for about eight years. And in winter, winter was like the worst, the worst time of the year, you know. You would sleep with our blanket. Wow. And uh, so I know how it feels what, like. What were you thinking about just being in that situation? Because there were times where you're probably just alone. It's cold. It's dark. What was going through in your head? Were I you mean, praying to the Lord? What was praying it to the Lord. You know, Lord, you know, can't I just have a blanket? <laughs> Super you heater. didn't only get a blanket. You got heavyweight title belts. You got promoters. So the Lord did provide for yeah, you. Yeah, the Lord did provide you know, more than I asked for. You know, the thing, when you... Dude, you know what? I'm trying to get into stage. this whole Jesus Christ thing. Is it a thing? Is it really real? Am I missing out? Well, I believe Jesus is very real. Mm. And I believe you're missing out. And you know, if you just look the water, just look around you and you will know there's a Jesus Christ is God. Look, there's so many people who got, uh, I almost said so many people who got sucked in into this whole Jesus Christ thing. But you see a lot of these artists, they pray, they, they praise, they just love the Lord and they do everything to honor them. Yeah. So you fighting the good fight for the Lord. Amen. Well, I wouldn't say physically, and I don't think 
I mean, the Bible says, so fight the good fight of faith. And I believe my faith in Jesus is the good fight I'm fighting, not physically in boxing. And you know, I think that's just my fight. Dude, I wish you nothing but the best. Thanks. But you can see me. Just look at me. I'm so out of shape. I'm ill-disciplined. I just have nothing going on for me. How can I just achieve a six-pack? Just, <laughs> Dude, I, I do own a skipping rope. Okay. Just where, where do you stay? I just stay around the corner. But yeah, I run a gym in the south. Come come see me at my gym. I'll give you a six-pack. You got a gym? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Where's in the south? Soweto, south? No, 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 no. My butt and Glenvista side. Damn. Can I come there maybe on every Saturday of the week? Saturday sounds great. Eight o'clock. I just come there and... Please, dude. And I take the six-pack out the cupboard and give one to you. Dude, <laughs> if, if it's the last thing I do, Lord Jesus, please... Six pack me. Yeah, you're saying Lord Jesus, so you're a believer. You're trying to believe. I can't. You know, I mean, I, I don't, don't want to miss out on a good thing. Having wrong. You know what I'm saying, Getting dude? I, I want to thank you for just calming my spirits and just making me believe in boxing. Not that only you're fighting in the ring, but you also have to fight outside mm. of the ring because yeah. there's enemies everywhere, man. Yeah. Is there anything else that you just want to put out there into the universe? Anything else you want to achieve on this interview before we wrap it up? You know, and I just want to thank my sponsors, my trainers, you know, my one trainer, Anton Gamo, he's, he's been more than just a trainer. When I was homeless, he housed me for a while. Absolutely He's good. been like a, a father figure to me. Shout out to Anthony. Anton. And shout out to Anton. And, and then Ray, you know, in, in boxing, I've been very blessed, you know, being coached by many trainers, you know, there's Anton. There's so Ray, a lot of these trainers know you and they believe in you. Yeah, you know. They've, they've seen your progression. They have. And they believe there's obviously a vibe, not a vibe, a spirit around me, a positive spirit. And, uh, you know, and they just help out. You know? When's your next fight so we can come check it out? At the moment, there's talks of a fight in October. It's October You 23rd. better kick his ass. That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you do, man. Look, I'm sorry to disappoint you. I know you came here thinking you're going to be interviewed by Gareth Cliff. But um, you were interviewed by uh, the black Gareth Cliff, Duncan. So, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, boy, yeah. Has everything. Yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah. well, thank you, Duncan. Thank Absolutely, you dude. Much. I would love to, if the next fight, send me an email. I'll come there. We'll support you. Okay. And what are your colors? No, I, uh, I change colors every, dude, every fight. Dude, stick with black and yellow, man. <laughs> black and black yellow. And black and yellow. <laughs> so send your colors. We'll be right. We'll sponsor you. I'll, I'll even sponsor you, man. No, what I, what I normally do is get the Congolese flag on one side and... Uh, South African flag on either side and just uh, look. There's so many things we could just talk about with yeah. the up, 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 the uprising in Zimbabwe, all the xenophobic attacks, all the bad things that are happening in the country. So what I'd like to do is probably get you back here three months from now, okay. and we can just talk about your pr progression Especially from this point there. up Perfect. until there. Okay. Thank you. Give a shout out, dude. Do a punch out. Hello, Wendy and uh, Natalie. <laughs> Thank you for those messages on Facebook. And yeah, see you ladies uh, Saturday morning. God bless. Hallelujah. Amen. And that was today's episode of Untapped Talent. We had a boxer. We had an Indian female comedian. People who do, their industries contrast each other completely. The other one gives you pain. The other one makes you laugh. <laughs> That's what we do here on Untapped Talent. We bring the awkward and wacky together. Thank you very much for joining us. And uh, just a reminder... This this episode was dedicated to uh, Elton Sterling, Freeland Castles, for being brutally murdered. Untapped talent on cliffcentral.com.